Welcome to the Trees and Nylon podcast. I am your host, Trees and Nylon. You can call me Trees. And I am joined today by the Rick Owens lore keeper and the meme aficionado himself, Mr. Carson Craning, aka Mean Saint Laurent on Instagram.com slash meme underscore Saint underscore Laurent. And uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Of course, your face just like went so like stoic when i started doing the intro you just like were staring at me as i was reading it all i was like unsettling i was just a little disassociating just for a second it's okay it's okay it's fine um yeah we've uh we both got on our engineer no i keep saying that white mountaineering uniqlo jackets we're Mm -hmm. we're cozy it is 95 degrees actually it's probably like a nice 79 80 degrees outside where i am where where, what's it like where you're at Right now it's like 61 degrees, which is okay. solid. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. So like you should be in a fleece and I'm just kind of wearing yeah. one to support you. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's the nice thing about Seattle is that you can always wear fleece no matter the time of the year. Mm. They say the same thing about Georgia too, I hear. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 95, 97. You should you, you can, can always, always just wear a fleece and pants, you know? And who says that? No one. <laughs> no one says that. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah um but i'm doing it in solidarity with you um yeah yeah, thank you so much for coming on today thank you also to um andrew of anarcho-capitalism which is back it is back back, baby i I was really excited when i saw that because he is a really really funny uh really multifaceted and also talented guy and i love to see him out there making content and also he's the homie he's just exactly Exactly. He got us in touch or at least told each other. Well, I already knew you existed. He told you about me. So shout out to him for kind of hooking us up, you know, yeah. putting us on a blind date, which is his podcast. Uh, blind date. How's it going? How, how's it going? Am I doing well? Yeah, I think you are. Uh, do you want like a, a more wine or like, can I <laughs> want to get something to drink? I don't know. I can get something to drink. You want me to get something to drink? Yeah, no, for sure. I okay, mean, yeah, give me, uh, give me a sec. What are you, what are you um, drinking today? I, I am drinking uh, field recording skins. Mm. Legitimately, if you were looking for a good wine, this shit mm. is crazy. It's what a is blend. it? It's an orange oh. wine, which is a blend. And so it's uh, this crazy guy out of Southern California who blends a crazy, um, he is like a vineyard uh, planter. So what that mm. means is instead of actually being like owning a vineyard, he plants other people's vineyards and he finds out where the best spots are in southern california Mm. like as a service to them and so he asks for grapes for his own label Mm -hmm. and then because he can't usually get like a um one solid type of grape enough from one person he's just kind of doing it as a service he blends them and so he creates these crazy good blends and usually blends are a little bit more rare than like you know just one grape primary grape for a wine Mm. And so he does all these crazy blends and uh, field recordings is a fucking amazing wine that I'm passionate about. Obviously, <laughs> yes. A little splurge about, but I'm not paid. But if, if field if recordings, like <laughs> yeah, I'd love, I'd love if you sent me more stuff. All right. Well, I'm going to go get my drink real quick and we can, we can drink together. Give me one second. What you're hearing is the crisp sound of a Bud Light hard soda. Oh no shit. Which way? Which type do you have? The cola, the the cherry cola. Today we're sipping on a classic cola. 
Okay. I just had a shit in those this weekend. <laughs> those are amazing. <laughs> yeah. And so actually what what I what I've made today is a very special concoction. See, I am a amateur mixologist. I make cocktails and stuff. Um Do you, are you actually? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For fun, not for pay. But just like okay. I over lockdown, I learned how to make a bunch of cocktails and make them all the time. Had a lot of money to spend on alcohol. So it's a good mm-hmm. time. And this is what I like to call a Mimi bomb. Uh, why do I call it a Mimi bomb? Because I gave a lot of these to my roommate and he says, I feel like I've been, I feel like a terrorist attack has just happened to me. Oh, and no then way. he pointed at my dog and said, it was a Mimi bomb. Mm. So these are called Mimi bombs. It's where you pour a shot of rum into okay. the cup and then you put the hard soda in after that. So it's like double alcohol. Interesting. That's it's really good cute. though. Cheers. And so it's with rum. Okay, cheers. Mm-hmm. All right. And so when did I'm you get into mixology? Hmm? I got into mixology, yeah, over lockdown. So oh, okay. I turned 21 during like Georgia having their lockdown in 2020. Yeah. And uh, pre me becoming 21, I was like, oh, I'm going to like, I'm going to learn how to make cocktails and stuff so when I can like go buy alcohol freely, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I did. And for my birthday, my mom got me like a shaker set. Mm-hmm. Uh, and went to the store, like had a bunch of, had a bunch of different things I wanted to try. I really like rum. That's my favorite liquor to use a daiquiri, mojito, mm-hmm. a Mimi bomb. All these things are all amazing. I think rum is just the best, especially, I mean, also not spice rum because spice rum isn't rum. It's basically just liqueur, which is yeah. not good. Um, but yeah, light rum, dark rum, aged rums, all of it really good big fan but yeah i just made a ton of different cocktails over that time that's fucking it, awesome yeah. yeah my my um girlfriend used to work for a uh, mixology like instagram account mm. so she she knows a little bit i don't know as much i just kind of enjoy like, a drink <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah basically but it's really fun and it was like like i said i had a lot of extra income because i was getting paid not to work so i was like i'm just gonna go buy a full bar basically <laughs> and i did i bought I, I, I spent my covid bucks on a comedy garçon but oh. a full bar been a better investment yeah 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 i spent it on a full bar and then after that i bought like a gaming chair and a headset i think because i was i was i was doing a lot of minecraft during that time period okay so you're a gamer I'm a little bit, I, I've been known to game a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a little bit. Actually, I talked to uh, Andrew, a mutual friend of ours, Andrew, yeah. on uh, over on over on my Patreon, patreon.com slash trees and nylon on a fireside chat. I'll always be plugging. And uh, we talked about video games and what his favorite ones were, what my favorite ones were. So mm-hmm. I've been known He's to a game. Guy. He's a, he, the, yeah, obviously that's what he said his favorite was, was Red Dead. Loves Red Dead, Fallout, I believe. I don't even know if I asked him what his top. I can't even remember the top three. I just remember his favorite was Red Dead. Red Dead, yeah, he loves. He's obsessed with Red Dead. It's a mm-hmm. great. Game. I love Red Dead too. I don't play it as much, but I, it's a great game. He told me to play it, and I told him I would play Red Dead if he played Hades. And I don't think he ever played Hades. So what is Hades? Hades is a roguelike game. Uh, it's really fun. It's based on the Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Roguelike, so like each time you play the game, the levels are different. Mm-hmm. Really fun. You should just like watch watch like the trailer, like YouTube. But like the art style is really cool, and there's so many 
lines of voice acting in it mm-hmm. and the music is sick the aesthetic of the game is really good and the gameplay is also amazing so like an aesthetic will draw me in you know i you know that's true my favorite one of my favorite aesthetics in just general right now is like late 2000s um mm-hmm. like video games kind of shit like interesting uh, like the stuff that konami was doing like silent hill or oh, yeah. um, heavy rain like just like that like <laughs> late 2000s japan kind of shit Uh it's really interesting to me where it's like post y2k but not yet into like internet internet era Mm -hmm. where it's very interesting um aesthetic wise i guess like also like um that kind of area of pop culture is just interesting to me and you like go back and play these games you just like watch videos on them and stuff just watch videos and like i guess appreciate it because like that i mean I, i was like growing up in that era and I never, you know, like I was a young kid. And I remember I, I had this magazine called Game Informer, if you've ever heard of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I've heard of watch, Game like, Informer. The games on, like, if I if a game caught my eye. Or I would mm. buy the game. My, my parents were nice, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this isn't a podcast about video games, sadly. That's good. That's the other one. I that's the other one. I I have actually have forty podcasts, and one of them is video games. But uh, one is a uh, mixology. Yeah, one's a mixology podcast. We have the um, video game podcast. We have one where it's exclusively me shouting out people that I know, like saying mm-hmm. like, "Oh, this person, you know, friend of the show, friend of the show, this person, friend um, of the show." Yeah, yeah, okay. just like basically me bragging the whole time. Um, yeah, but it's it's none of those. This is the Trees and Nylon podcast. We're going to be talking about trees and also nylon, working through a past, present, and future progression with both of those topics. So my question for you, Carson, at the beginning, or some somewhat beginning of the episode, would you like to start with trees or nylon? I'm going to go with trees, uh, just because I feel like I have more of a connection to them than the nylon. I mean, I like nylon as a fabric. It's a, it's a great material, Mm -hmm. especially pants. Um, Big fan of nylon pants and what they've done, but I like trees, you know, they they keep us breathing. They're very structured. I mean, I suppose it's like one of the first structures of earth is like a tree. Mm. Core structure. Very true. Core structure. Out of that structure. If we're going to go from like a Minecraft kind of standpoint. (laughs) Yes, I'm gonna go with big Minecraft player. Um, sweet. So, Trees, tell me a little bit how your relationship was with the outdoors when you were growing up. So, I grew up in um, Minnesota, which is obviously not like a huge city. <laughs> you know, it's a, yes. it's a pretty rural state for the most part. Um, and I, I spent a lot of time um, outdoors in uh, near my family's lake place in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. northern Wisconsin, near Lake Superior. Spent a lot of time fishing, hunting. Uh, somewhere along the way, my parents thought they uh, something terrible happened because I got really into like fashion in high school and late middle school. But um, and that kind of became its own thing. Uh, and then I guess really, like when I I lived in Minnesota for a while, I decided to come out to Seattle. And once mm-hmm. I came out to Seattle, it kind of blew my mind what nature was like out here. Um, I started going hiking a lot more. Uh, obviously there's the sound which is beautiful but then there's a crazy amount of mountains and i honestly when i came out here i hadn't really uh realized how crazy those mountains were and how beautiful they were so i started hiking more and then um because i had this pretty extensive background at fat in in fashion at that point 
I started getting more into gorpcore and I guess like mm. that kind of stuff because fuck it. If I'm going to go hiking, I got to go hiking and like the coolest shit. But um, yeah. And I just kind of gained an appreciation for the outdoors and I guess clothing's relationship to the outdoors in that way. So, yeah. Okay. A little tie in to nylon there as well. And nylon just means like all clothes in general, not just specifically the fabric of nylon. Oh, um, when, when we do eventually get to that one. Yeah. 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 Uh, that sounds very cool. Was there like a moment you had growing up or recently even, or when you moved to Seattle where you're just like, Oh wow. Like I really care about nature. Like this is something that I want to pursue. Like not just like, like everyone cares about the going outside, you know, everyone cares about nature to a degree, but it's like, you know, for people like us, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more advanced. What was that moment for you? I think there's, um, Hmm. I think it's just like being on top of some of the mountains out here. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of it. There's, um, I'm trying to remember the exact trail because I haven't gone on it in a while, but it's right out by Snoqualmie where they filmed uh, Twin Peaks. Um, if you're familiar with that show, mm-hmm. uh, there's, um, it's one of the Twin Peaks actually that the um, show is based off of. I just can't remember the name oh, of the trail. Interesting. I didn't know that. Going up on those mountains. Um, and yeah, just being up there, I think for the first time I went like hiking, hiking when I came out here, it was, that was, um, pretty, I, I think I was a little bit privileged growing up in Minnesota. Cause you don't necessarily understand that the whole place is in the woods. You know what I mean? The whole world is in the yeah. woods. Um, and then you kind of get to like, I don't know if you've ever been to Los Angeles, then mm-hmm. you kind of realize like, wow, like the world can be a whole, um, yeah. no shame to people who live in LA. There's some very beautiful parts, but, but you all suck and your city's awful. Yeah. The city's not great. And the environment doesn't seem super appealing to me. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, I guess that would be the moment. Way, cool. way up in the mountain, not in LA. Way up not in the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not in los angeles you didn't have an epiphany while you were in traffic for four hours trying to get two miles no, away <laughs> no not at fucking not, no no epiphany in air one mm-hmm. <laughs> um right now let's move on to the present right now what is your current like go outside schedule like these days like go outside schedule um like you mean on like week to week basis or day to day basis? How, how, how often you getting out? You got any trips coming up? I guess that's future. Um, but I like last week and uh, usually it's every week to one to two weeks. It's it just depends on mm. um, you know when I can go out hiking. Uh, who yeah. will come with me? I usually don't want to go alone just because I'm I get lonely up there. Mm. I'm not one of those people who can go out into nature and just be like, oh yeah, I like to be alone out here. It's like I'm afraid of skinwalkers. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like skinwalkers yeah. and that type of stuff. I really don't want those to mess with me in the woods if I'm yeah, hiking. Yeah. So I'll usually have someone with me, but I'll usually go out. Um, the nice part about being in Seattle is that you're about an hour drive from the mountains and about mm-hmm. a thousand miles, which is like one of the craziest things that blows yeah. my mind. Because it's like um, you just don't have that in a lot of other areas of the world, much less the United States. I mean... Mm-hmm. Appalachians, there's Rockies, but Seattle is nice because it's a great balance, I guess, with the trees and the nylon. You know, it's uh there's a lot, it's an amazing city to be in, but then it's a very, very short distance away from the mountains. So uh, you know, every week, one to two weeks, I'll go out hiking. There's a few trails. Um my goal is not to go to the same trail twice because it's cool, but you know, like why would you do that? 
you know, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. And when you go camping and stuff, do you go camping with, I mean, obviously you go with people, but, uh, yeah. do you go to the same spots when you go camping? Is it like campgrounds? Are you wild camping? What's that deal? I've done, I've done a few more milder times with my girlfriend because I'm not going to congratulations. She's city folk. She likes to mm. go to like city a campground folk. where you can like, um, yeah, like animal crossing city folk, you know, you know, the vibes, <laughs> but, um, I, we will go to like a nice, like campground, you know, where mm. there's like a little, there's toilets and stuff like that. I'm not going to take her out to the, I don't want to do that to her. Um, <laughs> You have you ever it. done that personally? Have you ever actually yeah, been like wild camping? I, I also grew up um, a, a Boy Scout too. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, shit ton. Um, I have not. I'm trying to plan a trip, maybe to go up Mount Rainier here in mm. the fall, but I still need to keep training for that. So I've been in the gym um, every day. That's that's my other nylon or tree, I guess, is I'm in the gym every day. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so trying to get up Mount Rainier at some point. I don't know when that will be, but that wow. will be a big kind of trip. How long of a journey is that? Um, that's a great question. My buddy is the one who's <laughs> doing on that. I know we're gonna have a guide our first time because there's no way in fucking hell we can summit that on our own. So yeah. up. how long does it take to summit Mount Rainier? It's gonna be a trip when we do it. But both of us are kind of like, we're not in shape to do it yet. We're definitely not in shape to do it yet. Two days. Yeah, okay. Not bad. Most climbers take an entire day just hike to the base of the route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then from the base to the summit in one day. So it's not bad. It's not It's not really not bad as far as time. It's just um, you got to be in shape to do it is what we yeah. Also, we need, both need to get a lot more gear to do it. Yeah, I was going to say, what kind of gear are you working with right now? Like tents, sleeping pads? So for tents, I'm bumming all off my friend because me usually me and him go. Or my girlfriend actually has a shit ton of tents and stuff okay. like that. So her parents friend. are nice and she gave her some stuff. But um, currently we've got some Snowpeak gear. I like Snowpeak um, as far as Snowpeak, REI um i'm trying to think snoopy gear what kind of snoopy gear sorry it just registered with me that you said that what kind oh, of yeah, yeah, stuff snoopy. well um there's the one down in portland and they carry that shit in rei and both me and my friends are like soy jacks and we see it and we like point like oh. at it you know oh. <laughs> um but yeah uh a good amount of their like fire equipment so like um wow. fire starters like I'm I'm a, I'm looking stupid right now. Uh, what is it called? The little cans that you like start. What is it? What am I? I'm fucking tripping. What is it? You just like gas canister? Stove. Stove. <laughs> Stove. <laughs> Stove. Holy shit. Um, yeah, and then like a lot of their kitchen supplies, like cups and forks, and of course. Stuff. And then um, other thing is is that I just got a Nike ACG for uh, mm. shoes. Cause I like those for shoes. Otherwise Salomon is also great. Cause I have a hiking pair like of boots if I'm going to go more, but, um, yeah, yeah. and wander is also my go-to rain jacket at the moment because that wow. brand fucking slops. I love that brand. That's, that's my favorite core, core kind of thing. It's from Japan. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> Japanese do great stuff. I can't hate you. 
and Wander blows my mind just as far as construction goes, but also material quality I've really enjoyed a lot, um, especially yeah. for the rain gear. Um, I like Gore-Tex as an idea, as a brand. It's a flex to say you have Gore-Tex, but honestly, the the material that they use for their um, water resistance shit, uh, Perk-Tex, mm-hmm. I love that a lot. It just works a lot better in my opinion. They got the Perk-Tex on. They got the perk tax, which is like Gore-Tex's little cousin that does perks or something yeah. like that. I <laughs> like that. Yeah. It's, a, it's Gore-Tex's cousin that listens to Yeet. It's Gore-Tex's cousin that listens to Yeet and Lucky. He's like, what's up, fool? That's yeah. I've heard it's it good, though. And um, I've had, you know, grain of salt. Um, Unknown Spaces has come on and talked about Pertex like being better than Gore-Tex or... Gore-Tex not being worth the price tag that's on it. And I don't have any Pertex. Well, I guess I do now. I just got a, a blast, blast, blast jacket, whatever it is. Um, I think it's blast, but it's good. I mean, I, I haven't like actually worn it out yet, but I know that Gore-Tex works because it's all that I've had. So, Yeah, because I've had a lot of Gore-Tex in the past and you kind of have to have it for living in Seattle because it rains fucking 24-7. Exactly. <laughs> and that's... I don't know. I'm going to give it to perk tax personally. I just love, it just feels a lot more resistant to me hmm. with a lot. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Well, uh, you know, when I, when I get my, my field report back from the actual per usage, I'll hit you back up and tell you if you're right or wrong in my eyes. Go for it. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, future. You've already talked about wanting to hike up Mount Rainier. Anything yep. else that you want to do? You already said you don't want to go on another hike that you've been on before. How yeah, many do you think uh, you've done? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I mean, it's been that's a let me look at my calendar and give an estimate. Um, I mean, a lot of them are day trips. All all things to be said, like day trips or yeah, yeah. quick like quick overnights like travel somewhere and then hike in the morning hike in the afternoon mm-hmm. i have no fucking clue maybe like somewhere between 40 and 50 at this point um that's a great question but in the future uh i do want to go up um into canada i just hear there's beautiful shit there i'm trying to remember oh, yeah. the exact area what is the um i think it's called I've been Victoria Banff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh Victoria. Um, what is the island? What Vancouver Island has a bunch of shit too. That's mm. really cool. Um, but yeah, Banff is a big one. Um yeah, anything that's really in just like the whole British Columbia area, there seems to be a lot of beautiful hiking up there and a lot of cool places. So I wanna go check that out, but I gotta get my friends to um get their passports fucking updated <laughs> um, hard it's hard for these people gotta go to the yeah. dmv and yeah yeah no <laughs> like to go to canada um, that's the most boring answer you've had from like, no, no no canada's good lots of people say canada i would well, also canada. like to go to canada. canada no way <laughs> um i'm looking through your page right now this is off topic but i saw that you went to hawaii more specifically <laughs> Kauai, more specifically <laughs> waimea canyon you go to waimea canyon when were you there I was there end of June. End of June. Okay. I was there beginning of June. Oh, really? No fucking yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. 
fucking great food there. Have you had the um yes. chicken sushi? The what sushi? Does that have sushi? Any sushi there? We did. Yeah, we did. I was gonna say no, but we definitely did. Mm-hmm. Was it? What stuck out to you there as far as food goes? Food, everything was amazing. We had musubi, like the spam musubi stuff, which is awesome. I went with my ex-girlfriend, current fiance. Um, Mm -hmm. Musubi, sushi, like basically everything we had there was really good. Like I don't think I had a meal that I didn't enjoy, except for like one, but it was because, (laughs) hopefully she's not listening. She, so the day we got there, we were tired, we were coming in. It's like, okay, we have like an hour to spend before like we're going to be tired. So like, let's go just pick a place to eat for dinner tonight. And so she was reading a bunch of places she had found off of Yelp. And I was like, oh, like these two sound good. Just like based on name alone. And she's like, okay, cool. So we went to the, we went to the first one and then she kept on calling the second one, my place, whatever it was called. I don't remember. She's like, oh, let's go to your place later. We'll go to your place tomorrow. Like all this stuff. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, I don't want to go there. Let's go to the other places you have planned. She's like, no, we're going to go to your place tonight. And then it was awful. Uh-huh. And she was like, yeah, I can't believe uh-huh. you wanted to go there. It's like, no, I didn't want to go there. That's fucking horrible. I'm sorry, yeah, man. It was it was he not good. Even and into like thinking it was your place. That's crazy. Truly, truly, I was I was actually gaslit. Uh, but shout out to her. She's amazing. I love her. Um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, 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 you did some hiking out there. Did you do Waimea yeah, Canyon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did Waimea yeah. Canyon, and we hiked along the Nepali coast as well. Nepali coast is that um, that goes from the north side of the island, correct? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the north side and it goes along the east, like northeast side of it. Yeah. Okay. I I wanted to do the one that goes on the tip from the northwest because you know there's like a road that goes all along the east side of the island, but not on the mm-hmm. west. And there's this quick. crazy beautiful hike that's like a day and a half, I believe, that oh, wow. goes from the north to the west. And that's the one that everybody fucking raves about. And I didn't get to fucking do it because apparently you have to uh, book reservations two months in advance. I oh, get. you know what? We, I was wrong. It does go west. It's called Haena State Park, and That's we're also that. thinking we're also thinking of the same thing. It's the Nepali Coast okay. goes to the west, not to the east. That was wrong. Yeah, that is what I wanted to do, and I did not get to do it. And I shit a brick when I learned uh, that you had to book two months in advance. Yeah, we. I was on there. I was on the website, like, cause it said you had to book 90 days in advance on the website yep. or 60 days or whatever it was probably 60 cause you said two months, but, um, I was on there two months in advance before we went. Cause she was like, you got to book it. You got to get the reservations for the day we're going all this. So I was trying to, and it didn't open until like a week or something like that before we were there. So yeah, but I was checking constantly and maybe it was 30 days. Maybe it wasn't a week, but it wasn't what they said it was going to be. So I was a little worried that we weren't going to be able to get like access to the park, you know? Just remember, I didn't get that access, and I was like, <laughs> about it. But, um, I did a, I did another great trail that was in the like clear center of the island because there's mountains all along that fucking island. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, beautiful. It's really beautiful. Oh, that yeah. honestly, I'd never been to Hawaii before. I don't know if you have either, but high expectations. I remember rest of the yeah. places because it's it's beautiful. It's very um, it's a lot more untouched than uh, with oh, the yeah. other islands what i hear but it, it just seals well did you go to another island or did you just go to Kauai? No, island is in Kauai. okay okay so we went to the big island as well mm-hmm. and Kauai was just like it was so much better <laughs> i next time we want to go again and we want to go to oahu or maui because mm-hmm. maui is also supposed to be very pretty mm-hmm. um 
but Kawhi is just like like you were saying it was just like untouched it felt like raw like yeah it's real uh, you know it's the uh garden island is what they call it yeah yeah right i think i think Kawhi is wait what is Kawhi? i think Kawhi is the mm, let me look it up Anyway, great fucking food too. Holy shit, I hate well, is it? They have the Hawaiian barbecue and also the sushi, which is yeah missing right now. I'm missing that. Could use some of that in my life. I think it is. Yeah, it is a garden island. What is Maui then? I don't know. I haven't been to Maui. Maui is the valley. The valley. The valley. But Kauai has, has the Waimea Canyon. Exactly. So you get it. Anyway, Kauai, Kauai is number one in my heart. Uh-huh. No, Kauai yeah. is beautiful, beautiful island. The mm-hmm. fucking Waimea Canyon, honestly, um, much more beautiful canyon than the Grand Canyon. Wow. Grand bold Canyon. words. Is that is that are those bold word, words for here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why why'd really? you say why do you say I'm not like the I'm not the biggest Grand Canyon fan myself, but why why do you say that? Because the Grand Canyon is so hyped. It's like, oh, you got to oh, go see. Oh, so you like the, if you know, you know, type places. And oh, you know, like, actually, Carson at the party, like, oh, you know, actually, I've been to Waimea Canyon. It's actually pretty underrated compared to oh, the Grand yeah, Canyon. No. <laughs> Not that ass. I'd be like that. I'd be like that. I'd be going to the can- like uh, the party where, like, canyons are a hot topic. And, like, everyone's shit. talking about the canyon, the canyon party. They're all bringing up the Grand yeah. Canyon. You're like, mm, actually. <laughs> I'm to shit on some motherfuckers today with the Waimea Canyon. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, well, my Waimea is very pretty. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, wish I had spent more time there, and hopefully I'll be going back and doing that. But uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about with trees? I'm going to I'm gonna scroll through your Instagram some more and see if I can talk I, about anything else. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. What else did I go see those trees-wise? I just went to Italy a little while ago. Mm. Went to Lake Como, which was beautiful. Ooh, um, very nice. Yeah, Lake Como is beautiful. It's right in the Alps. That is honestly some place else I'd like to hike, but I haven't really heard a lot about hiking it. But the mm-hmm. Alps would be cool. I'm not really sure what that entails or anything like it. I just went up on a funicular, which is a fun little uh, like train that goes up the mountain. And that's that's about my experience in the Alps as of right now. But maybe go back and hike that. That'd be cool. I've also heard... I actually, I, I have heard one person talk about the Alps recently and I was like, oh, would you go hike it? They said, I'd go up in a helicopter. So I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but. Ooh, we'll a helicopter. That's Which that city not, girl money right there. Not very trees. So. That's not very trees. Nah. That's actually the opposite of trees, some would say, is getting in a helicopter to do that. Exactly. But anyway, let's move on. Don't care about trees anymore. Had enough of them. Let's move on to what people are here for, which is the nylon section of the episode, aka clothing. Yes. And before we touch anything related to Gorbcore, we're going to talk about you and how you got started in clothing. So go ahead. Talk to me. Okay. So I guess, um, I guess it kind of starts with music, which is funny um, that we're on a Gorbcore thing. But relationally, um, I got really into punk rock when I was in my early. Uh, there's a great house show scene in Minneapolis. Just that like genre of music and everything that comes from it, alternative rock, indie rock, whatnot. Um, and so I kind of got into dressing um, 
differently from that. And I eventually came across Raph Simmons, Undercover, that kind of stuff. Also, before that was a little bit of like Jerry Boy, NMD type of shit. But um, of course, I mean, come on, everyone, well, you, you have to start in the trenches. You have to. You need to have a little bit of hype beast in you. You know what I mean? Everyone does. But yeah, I start off there and um, I guess it was just around the same time Banties were a big thing for mm-hmm. uh, the God Boys too, you know? And so I think that was like the initial touch point. And then um, from there, I got into Raph Simmons because of the connection, Undercover, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I got into that um, early like 2015, 2016, that kind of era. And uh, yeah, around 2018, I want to say. Yeah. I started my meme page, um, which was initially just starter pack memes uh, at the time. And uh, yeah, that um, blew up into the, I guess, the first fashion meme page besides beta memes. Um, Are you, you're claiming that? First fashion besides, page besides besides Venom. besides Deville, but his is I don't know. He's like the first meme fashion meme page in the sense that he is the first brand that started shit posting because that's you know his thing. But yeah, I I think I can firmly I can firmly say that I'm the first fashion meme page. Yeah, because there's everybody else wow. came out. Yep, hundred percent sure about that one because there's nothing <laughs> before. I mean, I guess Dead Sock Report. Would be yeah, that's start. not that's not really a meme that's, page. That's that's not necessarily a meme page. It's more of a publication. But it's like an onion type, like yeah. company. You know, that sock report is cool. It's a very cool company. I agree. Anyway, yes, I've written one headline for them back in yeah. 2016, uh, as we talk about pre-show. Yeah, as we were talking about earlier. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, and then I started um, the meme page, and that blew up. I've done work for High Snowbiety, Valentino, um, Marcus, which is a great fucking retailer in Portland. Uh, just recently, I'm doing some stuff with Sealson. The list goes on, but yeah. Um, so I've done a good amount of work in the fashion sphere. Um, because yeah. of the meme page. Because of the meme page, and then some just marketing freelance. So yeah, it's been good. And then I've gotten a little bit more into gore core as time has gone by but i guess i initially became known for a lot of my work with um first of all like punk rock type of fashion so like undercover which has a lot of punk rock roots um ralph simmons uh i guess you could call me a bit of an archivist myself <laughs> besides like uh fashion me paging i was um i have a youtube which is well known for being a source of like information on certain designers so raf simmons undercover rick owens craig green um and then of course like more avant-garde stuff rick owens is another guy i guess i'm super known for um because i've made a lot of things about rick he is probably one of my favorite designers because he's just a fucking brilliant gentleman who mm-hmm. well spoken uh well thought out and then just has wonderful references wonderful silhouettes garments fit you wonderfully i don't actually think i own any rick owens <laughs> no i do i have two pieces i have like a t-shirt and some jeans but i used to have a lot of rick owens and now i don't because it's really expensive mm-hmm. and the voice inside my head told me it was a good time to sell because it's at an all-time high the market was it huh was it at an all-time high the uh time to sell yeah yeah 
I'm saying like, did you sell? Or, are, were you contemplating selling or did you sell is what I'm asking. Yeah, I did. I did sell um, most of my Rickowns because I had probably, you know, like a lot more pieces a little while back, probably mm-hmm. about a year ago. And then I sold most of it because Playboy Cardi is just wearing the shit out of the weirdest stuff on in Rick Owens makes. And yeah. so, I mean, like it, it is actually crazy because when I first got into Rick, you could get a pair of Ramones, you know, 300 or something like that. If you really? were, Oh yeah, no, for sure. Like, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm even saying like even a year and a half ago, I got a pair of Ramones for 200 bucks. Hmm. Or maybe it was two years ago, two years, year and a half ago, 2020 ish yeah right into 2021 i got a pair of ramones for 200 bucks right before dilate came out basically i I sold yeah i sold those same ramones for 500 bucks like it's just the market is up even on things you know that are super weird and niche like Mm -hmm. i was able to sell jackets that i got i mean i hope nobody's bought anything (laughs) i need my pieces i was listening but i was able to sell stuff for like two to three times the price of what I got them for. So wow. there was a, there, I mean, you know, there's no bullshit like Rick Owens when it went on sale or was used a few years ago was not that expensive. You could get it for a lot of, you could get a full Rick Owens wardrobe and each of those pieces would be sub $500. Now that's really not the case. You know, you can't get a jacket for under 500 for sure. I mean, I was able to get a few jackets for like 200 bucks, nice denim jackets and, now that's just not the case. Like people are selling like the dirt cheap shit, like um, slab denim. If you've ever heard of that, which is a early, early Rick denim. And just because it's early, early doesn't mean it's super coveted or good quality. It's really like <laughs> yeah. the, it was the trash like subline that they released back in the day. Mm-hmm. And now that it used to go for like 70 to like 150 bucks on eBay. Mm-hmm. And everybody knew it was trash. Like nobody fucked with it. Like it's just like trash denim. So on good quality that was just released in the early 2000s and now it goes for like 500 bucks because people just, you know, it's archived. Wow. Old, old Rick. It's old, old, rare line. Wow. And so, so these people like collectors or they just like new age hype beasts basically? So it's like, it's, um, they think they're collectors, but they're new age. Okay. Like they, <laughs> okay. they, they, there's a new type of like, I guess, archivists, people who are into fashion who are really into the archive scene, like, you know, I have been for many, a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they, they just hinge on the words like older, old and rare, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just, that's how it is, is that there's a lot of, I guess the, what the term was, is that I think a lot of people have used to describe them as archive hype beasts looking yeah. for those 03 scab denim and, you know, the Raph Simmons, specific poltergeist piece or i don't know what the fuck ever yeah i love that though <laughs> i love i love the raf simmons poltergeist sweater dude all of the poltergeist shit is sick even the um parka holy fuck mm-hmm. there's a parka version of it but yeah that's Raph cool simmons. if it wasn't like <laughs> three thousand well, dollars I, mean, I would i would purchase it so fucking sick it yeah. is and then the thing is is that it's First of all, it's so expensive. And then second of yeah. all, it's shit quality. Old Raph is shit. Oh, really? Like, yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people will, will talk about this, but like... They're not talking about it. They won't tell you this. Even Raph <laughs> No, it's like really shit quality. Like Raph is not amazing. It never has been. It never advertised itself as being amazing quality. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, it's not great quality. Like 
it's just you know fostex bombers and shit like that like it's it's not amazing quality stuff even today raf simmons have you ever seen if you ever go into nordstrom and take a look at raf simmons go feel that shit. it's not good i will now i will yeah it's not I've never even thought about it no it's it's really shit um and a lot of I guess that's kind of how I transitioned more into like Gorp Core is because a lot of designer brands, not necessarily CDG um, or Craig, but but certain Rick pieces like now have gotten a lot a lot down in quality. And I suppose certain new new season Craig stuff, but a lot of brands don't actually pride themselves on quality. They think just because mm. they are designer, um, they can kind of like skate off the fact that it is like a quality item, and it's mm. just it's just really not true. Like, you know, like you go into um, a Nordstrom and go be like, oh, Burberry is very nice. It's, you know, it's a high quality brand. And it's like, mm-hmm. not all these brands really are that high quality. Like they're not going to, there's no difference besides the price tag and the copyrighted um, name on them, you know? Yeah. So. yeah. Well, I mean, what's that? I saw, um, who was I talking with? Someone doesn't really matter about the new Montclair and Dior hiking shoes that came out, you know, oh, yeah. hiking with air quotes around it, where oh, yeah. both companies release these shoes oh. that look like hiking shoes, mm-hmm. but like definitely don't have the tread to be a hiking shoe. Maybe the Montclair one has a Vibram sole. I think it might actually. Yeah, even, then, even then, I'm not going to pay $2,000 for a hiking shoe. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And it hasn't been field tested. Exactly. Yeah. It hasn't been field tested. It's 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 only been released because of the hype of like the whole scene. And that's mm-hmm. it. Like there's nothing else there. I mean, the whole thing about like brands that are actually like, you know, care a lot about like, for example, the quality of their stuff is that they're field tested for fucking years. I mean, I've been to mm-hmm. the the fellows at Arcteryx have let me into their events kindly. Um, and they've they've shown me like their promo and how long it takes for their production and stuff. Yeah, and it's plug years it takes years for them to release like new models of their shit or new designs. I mean, besides like Valence and system a, which are pretty much like, you know, their fashion shit, but they, yeah. What do you think about system a? Sorry to interrupt you, but what do you, what do you think about it? Um, I actually quite like it. Yeah. I think it's fun. Um, I think it's really funny. I was just on my um, meme page the other day and I posted something about Arcteryx and somebody said, how, why, why are you guys colonizing my culture in reference to (laughs) and i just kind of like looked i was just kind of thinking to this guy i'm like do you know what system a is do you know what valence is like they've been like trying to get our audience for years you know like more fat people but i think system a is well designed it's it's designed by the same guy who does um valence takasuga who's fucking awesome he is a superstar he used to work for comedy garçon um oh really didn't know that And he is an amazing designer. I I love his work. I think System A, you know, it, it it's not like amazing, amazing. Um, mm-hmm. but I do like the silhouettes they use for the most part. Like it's not like I'm gonna shit my pants running, like holy shit, it's <laughs> the craziest thing to ever happen. Um, but it's cool. Yeah, I think it's always cool to see um Arcteryx get more experimental with their mm-hmm silhouettes and designs that they're using because they really do put out the same thing pretty much year after year because yeah they're not a fashion brand you know it's not a fashion brand so for them to like dip their toes in the water is always cool especially for if it's a um slightly lower price tag than valence because i love valence but Mm -hmm. i do not own valence valence is expensive super expensive Um, yeah no 
Valence is cool. I think System A is cool. I've been to their events. They've invited me, so I'm a little bit biased in that. I've been to a few of the System A drops. And really? uh, you've been invited to the drops. We don't have those over here in Georgia. Do you not have a do you guys not have an art store on Georgia? We, I live in a fashion desert. I'm uh, the only person in this fucking state that knows what Ann Wander is. Almost guaranteed. I mean, I live in Seattle and there's like one store that carries it and wander. There's two stores that hang. Oh, you have a store that carries it. That's sick, man. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm pretty sure the people oh, at the store don't know what Ann Wander is. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like, what were we saying? We're talking about Arc Store. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was asking your thoughts on System A, how that, how that all is yeah. with you. It's cool. I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's like Jesus walking on water, but it's, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's interesting. It's like, they're trying to really capitalize on the whole corp core thing, you know? And I think it's a good way to do it. Honestly. Yeah, Cause like, they're not changing their main line. They're not, they're making a new line for it basically, which I yeah, think is the I, smartest way to do it if they want to do it at all. And I think Valence has always been great. As far as a business move goes, I think it's, it's pretty fucking smart because mm. Valence was always kind of towards the more upper echelon, upper echelon of high fashion. Mm -hmm. And in the past 10 years, you've seen a pretty clear division of high fashion from just being like, yeah, you know, like runway shows. And then every once in a while, an outsider, like a helmet Lang or Raph Simmons can enter into the sphere to there being a pretty clear division of high fashion and streetwear. Um, yeah. I think market like, really too. Valence is kind of like the response to acronym you know yeah oh yeah and valence is fucking amazing like they hired oh, yeah. you know takasuga yeah yeah i think he's it's actually taka kasuga taka kasuga i might i i might be totally butchering his name taka but he's an amazing designer yeah that guy is awesome um yeah you know for them it was it was hella smart for them to hire Comdi garçon alumni for that mm -hmm. but um yeah it's it's a great brand one thing I guess I I am more excited for is the Roa apparel. Have you seen that? Oh yes, the Roa stuff looks crazy. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, I've been waiting for that to come in stores, but I know that's going to take probably till December. Yeah, because it's their first apparel drop. Which if um, I don't know if you know, um, whenever a company first does its apparel launch, factories always take longer, and they never know mm. how to order the first year. Mm -hmm. And so I'm guessing it won't be out till like December or January, even though yeah. it's be out in August, uh, just because that's like the way like every company has to learn that shit. Like I remember um, just talking to friends about how long it takes for certain companies when it's their first year and they're like, oh, like we just ordered from this brand new designer, Craig Green. I got a friend who used to work in a, uh, for a boutique that bought Craig Green its first year. Mm -hmm. And it's, it was supposed to be there in like uh, September for the autumn winter season. It came in March. <laughs> oh, fucked. Like, yes. uh, beyond ordering. So I'm not, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not looking forward to it anytime soon. <laughs> I, mean, I suppose, yeah. like, I suppose Roe is a little bit more established, but it still it takes a long time for garment delivery to actually happen in production to be delivered to storefront. So. Shout out to friend of the show, Patrick Stangby, who has been like 
helping them. He's been basically assessing them for a while about it, talking about all their apparel stuff. And like mm-hmm. right after he came on is when they announced that it was even happening. So that uh, shit is top of the line, honestly. Um mm-hmm. amazing. Uh yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Like Do you have any of their hiking boots or stuff? I've looked at them before. I've never bit the bullet, but like when yeah. I saw that collection, I was like, that is a really fucking amazing collection as far as um Warp Core goes. I'm not really sure who they're if I had to guess, I don't think they're probably marketing towards mainly Gorp Core. Yeah. Guys who are like more in it for a sense of practicality. It seems much more fashiony to me. Like in Definitely. that like little cross section. Did you see that cardigan? That like topographic cardigan? maybe let me see I, I can't even find pictures when i'm looking up apparel oh row debuts yeah it's supposed to be fall winter 22 yeah it's it's really fucking cool um let me check out the cardigan row it's not a maybe cardigan is not the right word it's like a topographical long sleeve top the long sleeve Oh, I know what the fuck you're talking about. That thing's it's like green and cream. Also, this color is just like the color palette that I wear every day. Dude, honestly. Beige, green, black, and brown. Come on. <laughs> like dude. you're speaking to my soul right now. Dude, it's it's just really nice shit. Like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I know the topographic, it kind of looks spider webby and it has the very unique. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it. called the oh my god. Yeah, I've seen that. I <laughs> that's a very unique design from any like perspective at all. Like yeah. when I saw that, I was like, I don't know. Do you know who their um, uh, creative director is right now making their clothing? Because whoever it is, I, I was talented. I've been looking for that and I can't find it anywhere. Um, but whoever's doing it seems to be someone who has quite a bit of talent. Uh, yeah. like the way that the, the garments are actually constructed, uh, especially that top in particular, is is pretty impressive looking. Also, uh, some of the... like textiles they use uh so the the fleece they're making too looks cool as fuck it looks very adjacent to kiko his work we are back in progress sorry about that um no. what are we talking about we're talking about roa and whoever the creative director yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know who it is whoever it is mystery the mystery person whoever it is shout out to you them a, you have a friend on the pod who was helping them with it what was he helping them with it was a very cryptic answer I think, honestly, I think I've gotten the straightest answer out of him than anyone else has regarding mm-hmm. the subject. Because my friend Allie has also interviewed him and he gave uh-huh. a very, you know, creative, you know, I'm just like connecting experiences through clothing. Like, you know, one of those kind of answers. Okay, right? so creative consultant. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but he he worked for the brand and he did a, like a lot, but he was like, Mm, I can't remember what he said. It was like, it was so long ago. Give me a sec. He said he is helping on the marketing of campaigns mm. and oh, potentially designing as well, or like picking colorways and stuff. I don't know. Listen to the Patrick Stangby episode, everyone, or like tell me what I got wrong because it was something like that. Interesting. And so yeah. you talked to him and he was, he worked with Roa about it because whoever. It was a, it was a, it was a really good collection. I, I liked it a lot. That's what I yeah. would say. I, I know also Organic Lab, the fabled Organic Lab also um, helped with uh, some of the row of colorways 
in the really? latest Fucking one way. of the latest collections yeah wow. uh it was like a suede like a brown suede shoe it had like a purple aglet on it or something it was that I, one I, I recall seeing that one on like yes yeah. or something no that makes sense so the the famed organic lab there's the organic zip lab and like they they're 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 a consultant with robot interesting yeah the famed organic lab they do a lot of work behind the scenes on a lot of stuff and i okay. that's not giving enough away like that that doesn't give anything away and no one knows anything about them honestly okay. no one knows anything about them yeah it's always, it's always really funny to me exactly right this is the anonymous like uh it's the same thing with like in new york where it's like a <sighs> uh 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 a uh what is it called like fucking mood board it's a giant instagram mm-hmm. mood page and then like in new york for example like everybody there's a rumor that goes around that they gave drake a bunch of archive raf simmons yeah 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 is that it, hidden that did that or is that that's that's what people say is that it was hidden in new york that's what the people say i don't know who the people are what they got they're right but same thing with like a enigma mm-hmm. curation he's a great guy I like him. My curation. Interesting. Well, yeah, Organic Lab. I've uh, I will cut this out. Let me give a clap real quick so I know how to cut it out. Organic Lab, I worked with him. I know yeah. it's one person that runs a page. Yeah. And he does creative consultancy for like a ton of like I helped the what I did with him was I helped him make a pitch deck for Merrill to make like an Air Force One basically for Merrill. Oh yeah, okay. Merrill turned it down, but yeah. <laughs> Meryl, um, what is the company that's right out here in Seattle that Andrew does some creative like shit with? Um, Is it the vintage shop he does or is it like an actual company? People always come into the vintage shop that he works at and um, Mm. fuck, it's like a really right, it's it's another like company like Meryl or something like that. Shoe company? It's not a shoe company. They're they're Mm. mainly for their flannels but they've done like Harrison? Filson, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Filson. yeah. Filson. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was talking about he wanted to um get like an internship or something at Filson. Maybe he said that on the Patreon, patreon.com slash trees and nylon. Go ahead, uh, five dollars a month for unlimited episodes. I post every week. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Filson is out here, REI is out here. I'm trying to think yeah. other Microsoft is out there. Microsoft, Amazon. Amazon. They did you know that if you go to the downtown of Seattle, pick out just count out four buildings. One in every four is an Amazon building. Really? Yep. It's That's crazy. Wild. That man and has too much wealth. It's crazy. Yeah. You no. Like kill him. Oh no! Exactly. Like uh, <laughs> read Capitalist Realism by Mark Fisher. No, it's I just, haven't. It's crazy. Real. It's just uh, anyway. It's a. Uh, it's. I just, actually just saw a meme about that on it's, um it's, on uh, what's his name? Barstool Syria's page. Yep. It's a it's a meme like uh capital uh com- communist literature of some sort. Okay. Is I always bring it up as a meme whenever somebody mentions something that's slightly anti like um anti capitalism. Yeah. Oh, bro, have you read Capitalist Realism by Mark? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> Only it's, thing I've uh, read is uh Ted Kaczynski's letters. I love Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, what a great guy. Yeah, nothing wrong. It's fine. No, of course not. I would I would give him the cosign if he would. Yeah. Have- my record label and said <laughs> he wanted a full deal i would give him the full deal multifaceted wow. multi 360 yeah you give, give him 360 i would give him the 360 deal i would get him i would get him a yeet feature even you'd get him you'd get ted kaczynski a yeet feature i would get ted kaczynski the yeet feature 
Imagine that studio. That'd be wild. That would be a crazy studio session right there. The demos, yeah. once they're both dead, we'd sell them for millions. <laughs> An album drops. I think Ted Kaczynski's already dead, isn't he? Or is he in jail right now? Live, actually, if I'm correct. Maybe he's really? dead. I don't know. I don't know. You gotta... I don't know, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, he's alive. He's 80. He's an old man. They, they did experiments on him. It makes sense. He's probably going to live for years. They did experiments? What kind of experiments they do on him? Have you never heard this? No. Like MK Ultra or? Yeah, MK Ultra. Really? No, no. Seriously, like dead ass. It's like in the FPFR. I sound like a complete psychopath right now. <laughs> but actually, like very seriously, yeah, he was part of the MK Ultra experiment in a very mild way um, where huh. he went to Harvard at a very young age, at age 16. And so pretty much what happened was, is uh, one part of MK Ultra was testing student psychology. So they had a bunch of Harvard students mm-hmm. um, be in it without their knowledge. And it was to uh, be put down by the teachers, like verbally said that they're a failure, even though their work oh. is brilliant. Yeah. And so he was part of that. And for years he was told by his teachers that he was um, terrible. And so it's no, it's, wow. Really, no surprise why he decided to uh, bomb higher education buildings. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's a very real thing. Yeah, eight years ago on Reddit, someone posted Ted Kaczynski, aka the Unabomber, was part of MK Ultra experiments at Harvard. Oh yeah, wow, good mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, no, MK Ultra alumni right there. Have you read Capitalist Realism? Uh not for years now. But I've I love Mark Fisher because um. He has this wonderful blog while well, he was still alive. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he killed himself, I think, a few years back. Oh, wow. Uh, which happens, you know. But he had a wonderful blog called K-Punk, where he mm-hmm. would talk about um, the kind of philosophy of a lot of different uh, punk bands and, like, pop culture. And it was very cool because he had put into perspective a lot of things like Joy Division and other, a lot, mainly a lot of punk bands, which I love. Yeah. Put him in the perspectives of uh, someone who has had an education in philosophy. And... Mm-hmm. Um, sociology and such so he has a lot of amazing insights and uh k-punk which i think was actually published into a book but you can read it for free online it's very interesting if anybody would ever want to read it i think he has a book i'm trying to remember what mark fisher's other book is it's like leaving dracula's castle or something like that is it also like anti-capitalism that's mainly his thing but Mm -hmm. he is like a he's also just like a commentator on culture and society Mm -hmm. and such but Oh, he has a few. He has many. He has a few books, yeah. He has a few books. Believing's Dracula's Castle or something like that is the name of one that I always remember I haven't read. But I think it's just a fun <laughs> book. It's like Leaving Dracula's Castle. I don't know. Maybe that's not what it's called. I don't Maybe. think it is. I'm not seeing any book. I see it? Ghosts of My Life. Oh, well, he has a lot of books on that have to do with ghosts. Oh. Ghosts of My Life. Yeah, he um, oh, talks here we go. about... lists of books. Well, his whole theory... He, he talks about, um, what the fuck? What is this book called? Or it's an essay. Exit the Vampire Castle? Yes, that's it. Oh, it's a it's an essay. It's not a real book. It's just an essay. It's not a real book. But his whole theory is on um, how the ghosts... So his, he's, he's actually very interesting because his whole theory of his um, books, I believe, are about how since Marxism existed forever uh-huh. since just because that idea permeated forever in our culture yeah um, 
the ghosts of Marxism and will like a pop up in our pop culture. Mm, like, what? Like, like what's an example? Um, like for example, if you saw like a movie and the plot was like slightly like had a Marxist like theme in it, whether uh-huh. it be that, no matter what, um, because that exists as an antithesis to the capitalist society, which we live in, even if like communism d- doesn't really play out on a broader field, um, today, mm-hmm. besides if, I guess if you talk about like mildly like socialist policies in like Sweden or whatever, um, like true, 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 like socialism and communism doesn't really exist in the world. No, um, ghost of the U.S. Will, made sure of that. But the ghost of it will always exist uh, yeah. because it popped up pretty much. And um, it will always exist as ghosts in our culture, as the the other, the other thing to experience, you know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Well, I think that's perfect for my um, other podcast I do where I just ramble on about how socialism can fix the world and how oh, really? capitalism is inherently uh, evil. Actually, before before you were um, before we had this this lovely chat, I was watching a YouTube video from Some More News. If you if you're aware of them, I'm not. They just do a bunch of videos on like, you know, left leaning mm-hmm. things, and their their newest video I was just watching is about uh, private prisons and how they're you know how they started. Dude, it's why crazy. they're bad. It's the so prison crazy. industrial complex, like all of it. Dude, the private prison system is actually the most insane thing we have. It's just, it's wild. And if you don't know what it is, watch this video. People that don't live in America, because a lot of my viewers are from like the UK and stuff. I don't know if there's something like that in the UK, but watch it. It's fucked. (laughs) I think in most European countries, the idea of a private prison doesn't exist. Like if we Mm. were to go over and like live in a prison in like a foreign country, like in Europe right now, I think we would think it is like the private, like bougie prison. But those mm. are the public prisons. Like they're crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, private prisons aren't even bougie. They're just owned no, by a company no. in America. Sure. They're like the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they use slave labor. Quite literally. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of, I'm trying to think what is the most produced. I remember this statistic. Actually, I don't. Um, never mind. Okay. But there's a lot of <laughs> produced in private prisons. Um, yeah. And shout out to the 13th Amendment for keeping slavery, slavery illegal legal. if you are imprisoned. Yep. Pretty cool yeah. stuff. Pretty cool stuff, guys. Uh, the other thing, they just did a t- three-hour video on Jordan Peterson. Oh shit! No way. Yeah, you need to watch it. If you yeah. if you also think Jordan Peterson is just like a bigot and a, like a Nazi sympathizer and a cuck like I do, you got to watch the video. It's great. He's hilarious. Holy fuck! <laughs> Jordan Peterson is. I think he's the funniest man in the world because. First of all, he just sounds like Kermit the Frog. He sounds like Kermit the Frog. Yeah. He's like, okay. And it's just yeah. fucking voice. <laughs> it just gets me every fucking time. And it blows my mind that a man who sounds like Kermit the Frog mm-hmm. made it famous on the internet for, um, oh, fuck. Like alpha for male. Like, for alpha male. But he like, he got famous for like, like regurgitating like carl Jung's like um psychology pretty much like Jungian archetypes oh yeah 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 yeah. all of like real like academic writings that he made it into like the university of toronto or wherever yeah his based like regurgitations of Jungian archetypes Mm -hmm. it's just such a fucking meme because it's just this guy who's like okay if you look at the Jungian (laughs) archetype and it's just like oh my god that man is yeah and he's like alpha male. He's like, 
okay, so for the young <laughs> archetype here, uh, <laughs> so like Carl Weezer, <laughs> or some more like Carl Weezer, probably. You gotta like, you gotta make your bed. <laughs> lobster in you, yeah, lobsters, dude. Bro, it's so fucking funny, like. <laughs> The absurdity of that book, 12 Rules for Life. I remember I had an aunt who was much more conservative than me. And when I was 15, uh, she got me 12 well, you're Rules. Very, you're, you're far right. You told me before we started, you were at the Capitol riots. I was not. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was at them with Ariel Pink and Earl Sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you that Earl Sweatshirt and Ariel Pink were at the Capitol riots. No, why? <laughs> Just like uh, They got like out. stuck to it somehow, somehow. I don't think I don't think either knew what was going on. But um, it's so funny, bro. Yeah, I, my aunt got me Twelve Rules for Life. It's just the funniest fucking book. Like the chapters make no sense. He's like, okay, here are the Twelve Rules for Life. Number one, like stop skateboarders from skateboarding. I think was one of them, and the other was like make your bed. Bro is just crazy. So you got to make your bed. I can't even do the voice. It's like, it's so Kermit-y. I can't even do a Kermit voice. His voice is so fucking funny. I but mean. His voice is hilarious. The fact that he's like this pasty twink and he's talking about alpha male behavior. Like, come on, dude. Oh, wait, didn't he get like, he got addicted to Oxycontin or something like he, that? Okay, okay. Here's a story. Here's a story. His wife, his wife got cancer, which is very sad. Horrible. And obviously I feel for him. He got addicted to antidepressants from that happening and so then to get off of them he went to russia to put himself in a medically induced coma because they wouldn't do it in the united states who put someone in a medically (laughs) like his his daughter his daughter did it his daughter was like they can do this for you in russia she's also crazy i've I've seen clips of his daughter yeah her all meat diet have you heard about that Oh God, that's not good. You ever you. heard about that? Oh, so is it he, Liver King? He's like Liver King. So he got yeah. off of his, he got off of the antidepressants after he came out of the coma. And to cure his depression, instead of taking antidepressants, he started only eating beef and drinking water. And he said that's what cured his depression. Not the coma? Not the coma. <laughs> not the not the hard reset he just put himself through. I mean, I, I like beef too. I like yeah, I'm about to have steak after we're done with this call. I, I'm about to I have tri-tip, which I'm gonna cook. Oh, that's good. Tri-tip guy. They don't have it a lot out there east because they have certain cuts that are in like tri-tips? the United States. Yeah, do they have it oh, out? Interesting. I don't see it in the supermarket, but I always look for like New York strip. So you're New York strip guy. Okay, well that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Out here, like I like tri-tip and it's a wonderful cut of beef, but mm-hmm. damn, like even that man is crazy. Like he's wild. We just, you gotta you gotta watch the video. They don't go into, um, they don't go into the like the craziness of it. Like they just they just go into all of his awful points that he's made and why he's an idiot. Yeah. But I think the thing is called "We're in Hell." I remember That's the name of the channel. I remember when I was like fifteen, I almost went down that pipeline legitimately. Really? And my aunt got me the book, and I was like, she's like, "Oh, you should check this guy out because I I'm super into like archaeology personally." Okay. And so he, like somehow someone went talked to her and she's like, oh, if you're, if you like, you should get him the Jordan Peterson book. Apparently she had meant to get me the other one, the maps of meaning one. And she uh, got me the 12 rules for life. 12 rules for life. I, I ended up looking up um, maps of meaning because like Jungian ar- archetypes. I didn't know what Carl, who Carl Jung really was. Yeah. At the time. I, I, I like Carl Jung quite a lot, but he doesn't mm-hmm. have whole Sigma male alt, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 
But yeah, um, I remember. How's it, how's the bed looking, looking? By the way, how's the bed looking? Is it made it right is, now? It is made. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. more of because I knew I was going on a podcast. And it'd be in the background okay. rather than it was a, whatever you one say. Of my for, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Whatever you say. You you're gonna oh. turn the camera around. You got a Jordan Peterson shrine in your corner. It's just want to show me. Dude, his voice is so fucking funny. It's I can't so get hilarious. Off. He's and like, have you heard him start crying about? What did he start crying? Not not the Twitter thing. He was crying about like, yeah, like men. God existed or something like that, right? Where he's or like, something. I don't know. <laughs> this is real. And I was like, no, it was, it was something like it's important for men to. I don't know. He just like started crying over it, which I thought was hilarious. He's he just, so scared of like Nietzsche and shit like that. If you ever yeah. watch lectures, he's like, now you want to stay away from Nietzsche. <laughs> Nietzsche said God is dead. I'm not really sure about that. Dude, you're doing a great Peterson. I, I don't even want to attempt it because that is so okay. good. I think I'm not really great at Peterson. I'm just I'm just doing what I can where I can. Well, it's better than what I can do. Okay. Well, it's better than what I can do. Also, yourself too short there. Thanks, man. Um, all right. Well, I guess we can we can move. I don't even know where you ended, but we can go ahead and talk about the questions that were asked. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, you got a few. You got a few uh, listener questions, and so I will ask those to you now. And then that's how we'll cap off the episode. All right. All right. First, from Mister Anarcho Capitalism himself. What is your most anticipated trail to hike with anarcho capitalism from Instagram? That's a great question. Ah, man. Well, he should fucking come with me and my buddy. He knows who my buddy is up to Rainier. Yeah, he knows who it is. Um, But yeah, we should, you know, I I think, I don't know if he wants to do the full two day, like camp outdoors type beat. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's really that into Gorkor. He should be. We didn't really even talk about Gorkor that much, honestly. (laughs) but we talked about jordan peterson whether we talked about arcterix well we talked about jordan peterson i started the like fucking podcast off by talking about my niche fucking (laughs) wine really yeah that's true that's true (laughs) um but yeah like uh yeah he should come with us like at least to do like the base camp thing because i know there's a hike that's like a day that's like at least to the base camp that's yeah they should come with us to near or motherfuckers should come with um us up to fucking Vancouver. So I want to go up to Vancouver. Victoria is the prettiest shit city. It's like England. It's like fucking England there. And then you go and it has the fucking trees like they have in uh, the Redwoods where it's like they're meeting the, the Redwood trees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can put a car through one of them. They're meaty as shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful trees. They're, you could put like 10 children around it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh man <laughs> come with us to canada <laughs> we got 10 kids in the back of the car you can ride in the front seat we're gonna wrap them around a tree we're gonna wrap them around the tree real quick <laughs> so right. many we can get around the tree if it's, if it's more than 10 <laughs> if there's more than 10 we're gonna have to go to town and grab some more we have to get some more kids but anyway <laughs> That's a very good answer. Um, Mikey Russell Williams asks, okay. what is the worst fashion collab you could ever imagine? AKA Honestly, who would create the worst lineup? Oh, who who has or who would? Because who I would, who would, who would, who would. This is this is in your mind. Who would do that? I mean, 
Hmm. Who I, I mean, I, there's a lot of ways to go about this because I could just pick two trash brands. And that'd be really easy. Yeah. Yeah. Paxson and H&M. Yeah, exactly. Or I could like pick like two brands, which I think I like individually, but I don't want to see together. You know yeah. what I mean? I guess let me, let me start with a good one that I know would create something nice, you know, okay. off the bat. is Rick Owens. I usually like what he does. Yeah. Yeah. But something I guess I really wouldn't want to see him with. Hmm. I might have to start over because he's done like shit with like all kinds of stuff. Um, fuck. Worst collab of all time. Oh, I fucking know. So what is the, um, oh fuck. What is it? I mean, Leon Dior. Is that how you oh, say it? Oh, I'm a Leon Dore, I yeah. think. Or Leon Dore, one of the two. That, ALD. That and whatever they would release with like, any generic like sneaker brand like dad shoe okay. brand like new yeah. balance i think they have one new balance they do have one new balance yeah. yeah whatever that is it's i'm probably gonna regret this in two years i'll probably look back and be looking at my sneakers from new balance and i may lead on dior or however the fuck it's <laughs> and be like why would i say that <laughs> but you know like these shoes are great but like uh you know at the time i'm not really i'm not really fucking with like whatever they usually do because it's it feels like whenever like a brand like that that's like very new york like we stand outside the cafe with our loafers you know we're yeah. we listening to throwing fits no we listen no, to throwing fits we no have on our cargo pants we have on yeah. our loafers we have on our fitted yankee hat yeah no no shade to throwing fits but whatever those brands are whenever they collab with a sneaker company they tend to just make like a very boring like Sneaker. Oh my god! Did you see the Jound A6 that just got released? Yeah, or like that, exactly. Like where it's just yeah. like it's just not not hidden. Like it's always like people are like, "Did you see these?" And I'm like, "Yeah, they look like yeah." Regular I saw them at the outlet store two years ago, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say because I feel like the cream laces on them. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I had to put on the tasteful Supreme undercover shirt. Dude, an amazing collab. The good Supreme stuff, right? Undercover. Dolls I've, never, I've never had that one i had the samurai shirt at one mm. point and i had one other one and i cannot remember it for the fucking life of me and i don't know why let me look it up but okay i one of the things i quite liked when i was in my little hypebeast phase was the supreme collapse with um cool brands and i still have the um supreme cdg from 6 15 16 i believe where it has the writing, um, the long sleeve with the writing that goes onto the arm, but it also is on the chest. And yeah, I love, I had the Supreme Undercover Anatomy tape. That was what I had. Anyway. And also the Supreme Undercover Coach's shirt, jacket. Mm. I remember that one, but my friend had that. And that shit went hard. That shit went dummy fucking hard. That shit was Supreme, cool. Back in the day, back in like 2016 era, when Supreme was really just like running the game. Mm-hmm. They made some good stuff, and I, I like it. Like I'm wearing the I'm wearing a t-shirt right now. It was crazy because people only went for the uh, box logos. It felt yeah. like like Bogo, yeah. the Bogo, and then there was there's some cool clubs they did. Um, honestly, yeah, they very very cool. Anyway, what was the next question? Now, what next was the next question? Yeah. So Jackson October twenty eight. Okay, Jackson October. Listen, man. Jackson What's... October twenty eight. I'm I'm speaking to you directly now. <laughs> you're not funny okay you're not funny okay jackson 
You, I'll read you the question that Jackson asked. Okay. He yeah. asked five of them. He asked five? <laughs> he asked five of them. One of them, one of them I think is good. Maybe two. That's still a fail. That's still a failing rate. <laughs> so the first one he asked was, how many hours a week do you spend on Playboy Cardi? Or r slash Playboy Cardi, I should say. Zero, honestly. Okay, next question. Do you have any conspiracy theories about Virgil's death? Um, no, I know a lot of people though did actually know that he had cancer before he did. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew people, it was actually pretty common industry knowledge for certain people that he did have cancer and that it was looking pretty bad. I had a certain person who I will not name who knew in Mm -hmm. 2019, um, at one point in 2019, they DM'd me and they were like, Oh, it looks like Virgil Avalo doesn't have a lot of time left. And I was like, what do you mean? And they said, oh, he has cancer. I was like, oh, that sucks. Like, but I also didn't really believe them or know what the fuck they were talking about. But they, they knew at that point. Like, their teams in Louis Vuitton I'd known for a while. I think they had been planning a lot of the collections in essence of that. And that's why you don't still see a creative director of Louis Vuitton friendswear. Yeah. It's because I think they had planned for, like, the next five years. And I think... Wow. I think Virgil will be our creative director for a little while, even in his absence, but mm. I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, they knew for a while that he had, he had been fighting that for a long time, unfortunately, but no, I don't have any actual like crazy conspiracies. I mean, it's just like, you know, sometimes when you're that big of an asset and you know, you have a life threatening disease, you make arrangements for that. So yeah. Well, Jackson, you accidentally stumbled upon a good answer. Fuck you. Next. How yeah. does how do you think Kanye smells? What do you um, hypothetically yeah. rate his fragrance? That's a crazy question. I, I love this guy too much credit. I love when people ask questions on the internet. I'll get into that in a second. But Kanye's fragrance, I could see him. Damn, I want I wonder if he kind of goes with like the classic stuff now because Kanye has incredibly niche taste. That man is actually in the trenches, like his samples, his um, clothing taste. He knows his shit. That man knows his shit more than anybody. So I can only imagine that he has very niche taste in fragrances. Um, So maybe, fuck, I don't know. Maybe he goes with something that DSM is carrying. Because DSM, if you've never been, has wonderful fragrances, especially in Paris. I haven't tried any of them. DSM in Paris does not have a real DSM. They only have a DSM body care, like skincare Interesting. type thing. And I went there and it was fucking wonderful. So I'm going to go with maybe like he's into something niche, but a little bit more Midwestern. So I'm going to go with kerosene. And he's into kerosene, which is this crazy mm-hmm. fragrance line that tries to smell like oil and shit like that, but in a very like soothing way. Some of the craziest fragrance people like try to make um, fragrances that smell like something familiar, like oil or something like that, but make it That's smell so good. so strange. <laughs> achieve it making smell good. I think a great example of it is like Concrete by Comme des Garçons, which smells like bleach, but a very pleasant smelling bleach. It's very strange. That is very strange. <laughs> so that's what that I was going to using kerosene out of... Okay. Min- Sweet. Um... How long do you think Cardi's dick is? And do you think it's longer than Blades? Cardi versus... (laughs) Oh, God. I love um, people who comment because I always have, like, the craziest things they say. I always have, like, a very, like, interesting view of, like, life and shit. 
Um, I remember my favorite thing about like doing a Q and a once was, uh, somebody asked for my Spotify, mm-hmm. like, like what's your Spotify? And I said, Carson Craning, my name. Yeah. And somebody's like, that's the most fucking pretentious Spotify username. I've ever. <laughs> but, um, Cardi versus blade dick size. I am going to go with, uh, Cardi on that one. Yeah. We'll just do that. Finish it with that. I don't know if I want to talk anymore about that. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite picture of Destroy Lonely? Wow. People really. It's the okay. same. This is the same guy. This is the same. All five of these are the same person. Yeah, Jackson? Jackson. Okay. Was Jackson. I was wondering. I was like, there seems to be like a pattern here. Yeah. 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 Um, subreddits of certain artists. I do like Destroy Lonely a lot. I think his work is actually really good. I think um, that he could body both Blade and Cardi in their freshman years if they're and he's in his freshman year right now as far mm-hmm. as a like up and coming soundcloud or rap artist he is actually amazing one of the things that i think makes him super unique is that his fucking mixing is crazy on his really? songs. if you listen to his songs they're mixed incredibly well for the most mm-hmm. part 90 percent of them he's got great producers anyway um my favorite fit pickup is is he has this wonderful, he, he wears a lot and the Mulamister and he wears it well. So there's just one pick of him in a full and a Mulamister that I like. Okay. Nice. Uh, so Jackson, maybe you're not as bad of a person as I thought. Yeah, you got some but, good answers out of there, I guess. But we're still not on speaking terms. We're still in a fight. Uh, has he commented before? No, I think he's one of yours. Oh, okay. He's one of mine. Yeah. I don't okay. think anyone, I don't think anyone who follows me would ask about Blade. Yeah, or destroy lonely. Or destroy lonely. Yeah. Have you listened to Destroy Lonely? I haven't. No. Oh, listen to Blade. You're in for a treat. Okay. You are in for a treat. He is um off of Cardi's new label, Opium. Okay. And usually I don't say this, but like he's he's I think he will be very very big. He is very very good. He is very very good hip hop artist. If you like Yeet, man, I got something to show you. <laughs> he's good yeah um <laughs> i just when we spoke about this I don't, I don't even know if it was pre-pod now whatever it was but i said that i just started listening to eat mm-hmm. um i don't even know how i got into it honestly mm-hmm. but i i just started listening to eat and i'm like i'm a fan i like you some like of it? the songs? Yeah, yeah, I like some of the songs. What is what is your regular vibe? What do you like to listen to normally? Oh man. Uh it depends on the day, honestly. Okay. I I keep on my phone, I've kept this music by the month note on my phone for the past oh, three. Awesome. Wait, let's see. Years. For the past four years. Wow. So every month I just like if there's an artist that I'm repeatedly listening to, like more than two or three times, mm-hmm. I'll put them on this music by the month chart. June, I found this fan-made Playboy Cardi album called Cult. Whoa. On YouTube. And I downloaded it onto my Apple Music and I've been listening to it. Is it like leaks or is it like... It's like a mixture of leaks and unused verses and the guy whose name escapes me, Opium Jai, I think his name is on YouTube. He made all the beats and Uh then he he put all the lyrics to it. And like it's a full like 12 song album. Damn. On that's, YouTube. Yeah, so I downloaded cool. that. Uh, Joji's Glimpse of Us came out in June. I like Joji. Yeah, it is. Um, Queens of the Stone Age. 
been listening to a Queens of Stone Age a lot. Classic stoner rock, man. Classic. I've tried listening to other stuff and like, it just, Queens is like, it's like eating the best food and then having to go to McDonald's. It just doesn't feel the same. It just, it feels like I've been so spoiled by Queens of the Stone Age that I can't listen to other stoner rock because like, it's so good. Yeah, it's it's an amazing band. I can't, can't fuck not. But probably at that point, I was listening to like, um, oh my god, what's that album called? Holy shit! Why can I not remember what the album's called? Like Clockwork. That's what it was. I was I was into Like Clockwork for a while. Um, Pusha T, Kendrick. That's when um, I guess Miss Around the Big Steppers came out in May, but I got into it a lot in June, July. Kendrick Yeet. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age again, which I've been listening to um, their Villains mm. album a lot in, in July, and then <clears throat> this this is a this is a wild card pick. Okay. This is going to tell you that you can't pin me down. Vocaloid. Where's what is that? I'm not parsley. Parsley Onuma is the name of it. If you look up look up the song Egoist. Vocaloid. No, no, just look up the song Egoist. And listen to it. Like as soon as we're done recording, listen to that song. And so this is like, um, like a like an anime thing. Kind of, so it's Japanese. It's all Japanese. My Japanese friend um, put me onto it. And Vocaloid is like I don't know if it's a real person singing or if it's just like a robot singing. That's or it's a real person that's super auto tuned. Yeah, it's like Hatsune Miku's a Vocaloid also. Yeah, and. The song Egoist goes so hard. It's crazy. I will check it out. I love that type of shit. You have to. The crazy thing is, is about like living in the United States and listening to music is that you really only listen to music from England or the United States. Most people. Yeah. Most people. There's some crazy fucking shit going on in other parts of the world, man. Like I, I, there's some crazy Japanese and South Korean shoegaze out there, you know, like, uh, Shoegaze, that genre is fucking mm-hmm. awesome, man. And there's some um, a lot of amazing bands. That's that's fire. I like that. So you should. How did we get on that? Oh, uh, you asked me what music I listen to because I said I like Yeet, or I've been I've been listening to Yeet recently. Yeah. Right. Destroy Lonely, Yeet, Vocaloid. That's fucking cool as shit. I'm I'll listen. Sure. I'll listen to some Destroy Lonely if you listen to that Vocaloid song. Egoist by Vocaloid. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. You listen to the, you listen to Egoist, and I listen to whatever Destroy Lonely song or Lucky or whatever you want me to listen to. Oh, have you not listened to Lucky either? I don't think so. Uh, maybe I have. Andrew told me to listen I to Lucky. Andrew on because he's obsessed with Lucky. Me and him yeah, yeah. I think I've listened to a Lucky song. I don't remember it though. It's been a while, so I'll, I'll listen to another for him. All right, there we go. There, there we go. go. <laughs> Sweet. Next up, I'm so far away from. Okay. Justin Elkin would like to know. Okay. Did you buy any expensive pieces in high school? Yeah, I did. Um, What'd you buy? Well, okay, the most expensive piece I bought, a lot of the ways I bought expensive pieces was because back at that time, I was very privileged to be um, with friends who were smart and knew how to use Reddit and stuff like that much better than I did. Mm. So we got into reselling off of uh, Yahoo Japan. And so we would buy pieces off Yahoo Japan or from the Supreme Drop. 
And I was able to eventually save up and I bought the undercover Michael Borman's collab parka. And that was a piece that was showed me two things. First of all, undercover is fucking awesome. If you've ever looked mm-hmm. up undercover Borman parka, fucking beautiful. Um, I got that piece when I was like 17. And um, that was probably the biggest piece I got. I had a few other Rick pieces, but I actually got them for like prices that you wouldn't consider super, super expensive, like sub 200, 200 bucks. But Mm. I got the undercover Borman's parka and that was like my grail at the time. And um, yeah, I got that because I resold a bunch and I bought it and I got it in hand and I immediately realized, oh, this is not actually going to keep me warm in the winter. But it's 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 a very fashion cool. is pain, Carson. That's what you gotta realize. Yeah, exactly. And um I wore it like nine or ten times probably, and then I realized wow, I shouldn't have this expensive of a jacket for not wearing it as much as I do. And yeah. so I sold it and I went and bought other stuff, but that was probably the most expensive piece I bought in high school, and I paid a little, I paid a good amount for that. And that okay. was my that was my first grail. That was my first grail, I guess. I wow. Say. What's your current grail? grail? I'm not I'm not gonna speak on that. What is it? What's your current grail? If I if I tell you what my current grail is, can I put it in the video or in the podcast? Wow. Okay. I'll bleep it all out, but I'm gonna leave you saying that in because it's oh, very interesting. Sure. Go ahead. Yeah, what because is it? I'll, I'll tell you. okay. So my current grail right now is the reason I'm not telling anybody that is, is because I found recently in recent years, people, if I say something that I want in the future, I have to be prepared never to get that because people will like track it down before me and be like, yo, this shit's fire. You know what I mean? Wow. Like I have to be prepared not to ever actually buy if I'm going to say what my grail is. Okay. So yeah, okay. I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep it I'm out not for gatekeeping. you. Once I get it, I will not gatekeep anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But like before I have it, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to push you on before it. Good. Good. I have, Good. I have it. You know what I mean? I did and the same like, thing. Like last week, one of my friends, uh, Jameis, a greater goods, he does like upcycling. He made a chalk bag and I knew they were coming out. And then I didn't promote it until I got the chalk bag that I wanted from the drop. Cause it was like all one of one pieces. So I got the one I wanted and then I promoted it after that. No, it, no, hundred percent. Because it's like, once you, and no, no, no shade to anybody, but it's like, I got to get it first in hand to make sure it's a good recommendation for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, exactly. But yeah, no, like dead ass. Like I've, I remember there, there are a few pieces that I like put out there as like, Oh, I want this. And I was like, why aren't there any, like any more at all? <laughs> like I, I saw a few that were too expensive for me before, but now they're all gone. The curse of owning a meme page, a fashion meme page. Oh no. Yeah. But that is, that's, that's my current grail that's been bleeped out. Yeah. I think I see a picture of it. Is it, is it the, it's, um, I have gotten a few different pieces from Matthew Williams recently. I think that'll surprise people if, if they actually see it, because he's like, he's not really as revered to be as a like intellectual designer, which I guess is my brand. Yeah, kind of like oh the very but um he just makes really cool products i think actually at the end of the day and every every time one of us says matthew williams or or mm. i'm gonna bleep it out so it's gonna, oh, yeah. this whole section is gonna be so many bleeps it's it gonna is, be great yeah. i think i think that's pretty funny so i'm gonna you keep that matthew williams in it so people have an idea i just don't want them you to can know give him you can give him like a taste but you're not gonna give him the full thing 
Oh, they're not getting the, they're, they're not knowing, but he is an amazing Matthew Williams. You can keep that in, Mr. Matthew yeah. Williams. Matthew Williams. He is, <laughs> he, he's actually, I love his styling that he does in certain seasons. He is, as far as a stylist goes and somebody who makes individual fun products, I would say the word mm. fun or cool or something like that. Yeah. He's awesome. He's really, really cool. I think, um, I think a lot of people compare him to like Rick Owens and stuff like that. And they're like, he's nowhere near this. That's like, cause he's not trying to do that. Like, yeah. Matthew is just trying to make some cool, cool shit and let him, let him make cool shit. Don't, don't make him, don't compare him to like somebody who's trying to do avant-garde or like these finely tailored pieces. I mean, I suppose when you, when you're like the head of Juvanchi, people expect that, but like, you know, it's still, still is what it is yeah yeah that's good that's good um next question mm-hmm. are hype beasts good or bad for fashion from sorry from spectate me which is a pretty cool username that is cool like you just got killed in um black ops too exactly <laughs> i respect it um hmm. Well, from an economical standpoint, as somebody who says like, oh, like if you want a brand to run, you want hypebeasts to be at it. I think one of the reasons, yeah. like, for example, CDG, a cold wall, a a lot of other really cool brands, or even Yoji Yamamoto mm-hmm. uh, have been able to stay open is because of hypebeasts. I think that's awesome. They consume like one popular product, like for example, the Aleeks belt or maybe the CDG Converse, and they keep brands like CDG on blue alive for years. You know, they're, they're, you know, you have one. So from that standpoint, I would say yes. Yeah. Um, in, in another way of thinking, I would say no, because from a consumer standpoint, they take pieces oftentimes that means something, and then they turn them into something they're not, because they're just looking for the consumption of that item. You know, they, they're really probably the most people out of fashion who look at a um, buying clothing less as of an art and more of through that act of consumption. You know, I guess that's yeah. kind of the thing of yeah. a hype beast is that they're really in some comical way, like the, um, the like pure, real, like, um, I'm trying to think of the word, but the version of like, uh, like a consumer, they're like the most consumer you can get where they're just obsessed with the hype of consuming a certain object, which is like exactly comical from like a uh, <laughs> standpoint of any like critique of consumerist culture. So it's probably not good in that. And then they also tend to suck the art and the meaning away from something that was artful at one point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess it's just two ways to think about it. Trevor, what you want to pick? There you go. Very insightful answer, sir. Mr. F underscore underscore four W asks totally original question. They even put that. They've asked this question a few times. What is your favorite book besides Capitalist Realism by Mark Fisher? Capitalist Realism. I have two answers. I have two. Um, I have three. Overalls for life or whatever. No, not <laughs> Twelve Rules for Life by my, uh, Jordan Peterson. No, um, and, and a map map of meaning or whatever. Maps of meaning. No, um, 
Uh, Sun and Steel by Yukio Miyashima. You pulled that up so quickly. That's wild. Yeah, I I was just sitting right there. I have two of my favorite books on my nightstand. Um, And then third is up there. But number one, uh, Sun and Steel by Yukio Miyashima. I think it's a great motivator on working out, treating your body, and like a a, a map for that and why you should really actually think about that because a lot of people don't. Okay. Um, Second is Fear and Trembling by Soren Kierkegaard which is, I think, a cool layout about morality and mm. sort of the ideas we have about, I mean, pretty much this, just, just, this whole book just disproves Kant. It's pretty much what it is, oh. which I guess sounds fucking lame as shit. But if you're ever actually trying to get in a talking point about people, about issues that you care about, it's a, it's a cool book to have as a map for that. And it's a good way of providing a, resource for discourse is what i would say so if you're in trembling that's that's so if you ever get in a debate with kermit the frog you can pull out tactics no, from that for, book and real because it's like soren kierkegaard uh first existentialist author amazing and if you do get in a debate with a frog or one of his many followers or the little guy <laughs> i was like and actually why would i have boy scouts are supposed to be boys or whatever his name is uh what is his fucking name the guy ben shapiro like, yeah ben shapiro one of those guys <laughs> Uh, Fear and Trembling by Soren Kierkegaard and then I guess my last pick because I can't just do one honestly yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, That's is good. Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace which is 100% a meme mm-hmm. but is hilarious <laughs> um, has so many little beautiful nuggets of wisdom throughout it and um, just continues to be an amazing book which I can pick up anytime and find something new because he packed because it's so fucking long <laughs> but yeah <laughs> anyway yeah, those would be my three. Nice, man. Nice. I haven't read a book in a while, and I'm getting back into it now. And I'm reading this book about pirates. Mm-hmm. Oh, called pirates. Yeah, yeah. No, see, this is the thing. They don't teach you about pirates in school growing up. They don't man. They don't. But it's like such. It's like such a cool thing that like people no. vaguely know about. So I'm yeah. reading a book called Under the Black Flag, and it's about like the actual life of pirates, like from historical accounts and stuff about like. You know, each chapter is about like how women were treated, like how were missions comprised, how do they clean their ships, like who were the big captains, like all that stuff. So, yeah. I've been reading that. It's something that's very interesting to me, and I have a few other pirate books that I hope to read soon. But yeah, you're down in, in like my, you're close to the land of pirates down there. Is yeah, I'm in my pirate arc right now. Lina, New Orleans. Very yeah, that's cool. where um, Edward Teach, aka Blackbeard, was from. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very cool stuff. I love. <laughs> I uh, I'm a big I was a big pirate enthusiast as a child yeah. and I still carry a little bit of that with me. It's good stuff. It's good it's stuff. Yeah. The golden age of pirates in the Caribbean specifically is what most people think of with pirates. How do, how do you pronounce it? Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah, you can say Caribbean, but I think it's Caribbean. I think it is Caribbean, but some people laugh at you if you say Caribbean. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. most people say pirates of the Caribbean, but they also say Caribbean. Interesting. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Like just normal, they say Caribbean, but then, oh, it's a Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Um, I think that's all the questions I have for you. Okay. Let me double check. Go yeah, that's all I got. Do you have any questions for me? What is the uh, last four digits of your social security number? Uh, 5632. Thank you.
Yeah. Perfect. Mother's mother's maiden name. Do you need that one as well? I also need your mother's maiden name, name or your first pet. Um, first pet was actually a turtle that I had. His name was. This is actually a good story. I can tell this. Um, he's a he's a pet I had, who. I found him on the side of the road. He was oh. in an egg. He was literally like he was a turtle that was dropped from the sky by a bird in an egg, and I picked him up. And I said, mm-hmm. dad, I found a turtle. And he said, all right, cool. Let's bring it home, put it in a bowl. My mom was like, he's not going to live another year. And I had him till I graduated college or till I graduated high school. Oh. And then I didn't want to bring him to college. So I put him in a lake. You sure it was a turtle or was it a tortoise? It was a turtle. It was a turtle. <laughs> no, I didn't. I would have noticed he would have drowned when I put him in a bowl full of water. <laughs> that's true. Okay. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I, I took care of him. I cleaned his filter his whole life. Mm-hmm. Had a turtle. What about your uh, pet dog? Is that like a new addition? Mimi? Yeah, Mimi. Yeah, Mimi. I, Mimi's three. I got her when she was six. Don't tell anyone I told you this. I went to PetSmart. I'm probably going to bleep that too. No, I went oh. to... Is it PetSmart? Is that where I got her? Does PetSmart sell dogs? I didn't know there was this gatekeeping around uh, pet stores. No, no, no. I'm only gatekeeping because I didn't buy her from like a breeder or like... Oh. From a shelter, I bought the dog from like a place where you buy dogs, which is bad. But I bought her because she's very cute. She's heterochromia. Wow. She, she's disappeared. Oh, there she is. <laughs> she has one blue eye and one brown eye. She is a she's a mutt basically. She's like a a designer mutt where Pomskys aren't like a real breed. So they just every she's a first generation Pomsky, which means her mom and dad were a. Pomeranian Husky, you know, it wasn't two Pomskys bred together. Yeah. How did that happen? I didn't ask questions. I just paid and, um, she's super sweet and she's actually, so she, she pees a little bit when she gets excited to see people mm-hmm. like new people coming in the house. She'll pee. But besides that, she can do tricks. She's very playful. She's cuddly, but like not too much. Cause she's a Husky and they're not very cuddly dogs. Besides that, a plus dog, right? Memes. And I'm looking at pictures of Pomsky's right now. She doesn't look like a regular. No, she doesn't. Right. She does not look like a regular. She looks like a Pomsky pup. She looks like a Fox is what she looks like. Yeah. Uh, do you, Oh, my mother's maiden name. Um, my mother's maiden name is Parsons. Parsons. Okay. Like the fashion school in New York. Yeah. 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 I almost, I looked at it. It's very expensive. I don't know. Yeah. I would assume so. Go get them, memes. Not very worth it. I will say that. No. <laughs> I know a lot of people who went out there with that, but yeah, I don't know. Like, what is well? What is your favorite Gorp core brand? We haven't talked a lot about. Oh Gorp, yeah, so. we haven't really talked about Gorp at all. Yeah. Um, Do you even know what sure. Gorp stands for? Granola, rice, onions, <laughs> penis, pars- penis. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, yeah. I know what Gorp stands for. Um, uh-huh. A lot of people from the UK that I've talked to didn't know what Gorp stood for. Really? Yeah. Wow. They just thought it was like a thing people said. But um, my favorite brand, Gorp Corp brand, I don't know. I mean, Patagonia, because they're like the only ethical company. Yeah. You know, as ethical as you can be under capitalism, they're the most ethical company. Okay. And then brand that makes stuff that I like. Hmm. Corp core. Hmm. I like Snow Peak a lot. I Snow think Peak they make some really good stuff. 
I just I don't own to- any I don't own any like Japanese like Anne Wander, anything like that. Purple label. I want to, but I don't. So of the stuff that I own that I can speak on, probably like ooh, you know, I really like Satisfy Running. They're a running company, but I think they like fall under the GORP category. They're a French brand, Paris brand. Um, I had their head of brand on and he was kind enough to send me um, a shirt and some shorts from them. And honestly, their running cult shirt uh-huh. is like the best running shirt or just an outdoor activity shirt I've ever had in my life. Well, I'm looking at it right now. It's pretty fucking cool shit. Yeah. I got the one in like dark green or like olive green. It was, it's really, really nice. Uh, so probably them or I don't know, like Arcteryx is pretty basic to say, but Arcteryx, Carhartt, one of those two. They have a lot of cool shit. They have a lot of cool shit, especially yeah. Arcteryx. It's just the heritage. You know? it's- yeah. But again, like you don't need a lot also is the thing. Cause I don't, I have like a beta and then I have like, a sun hoodie. I have a fleece. No, I don't have a fleece. I have like a down jacket, and I have that is technically a fleece. That's like a little over, a little over, like above above a base layer type thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't really need anything else. I think I'm kind of just done buying jackets. You know, I, I don't need any. I don't need anything I, else. I need like a, a a real like heavy like jacket for downpour, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And like, so a beta. I'm, I'm probably. Oh, I might get one from Ann Wander because I've I've I have mm. I've tried on Andrew's beta. I've seen betas before. I like them. Yeah, but I, I want to get the thickest Ann Wander one. Right now, I have the thin, um, the thinnest Ann Wander rain jacket, and it does better than like any other. Like I have full on like full Gorp North Face, like mm-hmm. highest level because there's different levels of um, Gore Tex that you can get. Yeah, yeah. Gore Tex Pro is what's on the beta. And so I had a Gore-Tex Pro on a um, North Face jacket and this Perk-Tex, like, really, really thin shit that you can fucking see through mm-hmm. does better than it. So I'm going to go with Ann Wander. You want the Event? That's got the, the 3L Perk-Tex. I, I think, yeah, the 3L Perk. I, I have the Event, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I might go with the... Um, uh, what is their thicker one? Or no, yeah, that's the one I want to get is the Event. But I have... Mm. Yeah. What is it? What do I have right now? What is it? I don't know, man. <laughs> and wonder. Um, I have the three L U three L U three L three L U L is what I have, and it fucking it goes crazy. I mean, honestly, I've never had a better rain jacket than the three L U L, and it's very honestly very thin, and uh, I couldn't recommend it more as a rain jacket. But I probably I'm looking it up. I'm on Rakuten trying to Rakuten. see what it looks like. I can't find. I typed in three L U L in Wander, and it was only Japanese links. So that's how you know it's real. Yeah, it's 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 great shit. Um, but the yeah, the shield jacket is probably what I'll get, and they're on sale right now. So I gotta think about that. I think about that. That brand consulting money coming in. Ah, yes. Shout out to, um, honestly, shout out to uh, Sealson. They're a great company. It was actually, they're, I'm doing a little something for them, but I was working. The reason that came about was because I ordered one of their things. I ordered a bag from them mm-hmm. and they DM me. I said, hey, we love your work. Let's talk. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's do it. 
But, Can I get uh, the bag for free too? <laughs> no, they do. They just sent me. They, they, they like. Uh, they, okay, they, okay. They needed to do. They took care of the boy. That's what matters. They took care of me. You know, they they did what they needed to do, and I was like, all right. <laughs> what they needed to do, yeah, to get your business. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take much if you are if you work for Roa or oh, any man. other company, any other company, and you want to work with me, reach out. I I will send you my little rep, but I have done work. Uh, I, I repeat for High Snowbody, Valentino. <laughs> Love to work with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's in the LinkedIn bio. <laughs> I guess I won't read your full bio. I mean, your name is public; people know your name. Oh yeah, but you're welcome, man. That's the most important. That's the most important social media is LinkedIn. Honestly, yeah, no people, <laughs> people underestimate it. And that's you got it. a nice profile picture too. I like Thank that. Me and my, it's me and um, you mean Arky, bro? In the Arky, yeah. The Arky Twizzy jacket. In the Arky Twizzy, yeah, crazy, (laughs) crazy. Go Arky, go. (laughs) Nice stuff, man. Carson, aka Meme Saint Laurent, Instagram. Thank you so much for coming on today. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yes, it's absolutely been a pleasure. I would love to have you on a Patreon at some point. To talk, we can actually talk about Gorpcore on the Patreon. Oh, yeah, exactly. we, didn't, we didn't we didn't really get to it today, but I had a very good time talking to you, so I don't really care at all. Oh no, it's been an it's been an amazing time. It's been a great it's been a great little time we've had here. Oh yeah. Better than Pair of Kings. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll close those that. guys. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be talking to someone later. It'll be like, hey, what did you say on uh what did you say on <laughs> nylon? No, you didn't say it. I said it. Okay. Have me on, guys. Or you come on my show. I don't know if you know anything about Gorpcore. Pair of Kings resides in my like world worldview of like the whole fashion scene as just like a goblin. Like a like a guy in a back alley. Okay. (laughs) That's what I think of them. Not like in a derogatory way, but just like I have no idea what's happening. I see them very often. But like, I'm not fully aware of what they're doing. But like, they're just there, and I'm cool with it. Yeah. And I don't. And I don't. That's it. That's that's really all I know about them. I, I truly don't know much about them. They're nice. They're. I don't know. I would. You know, maybe Soul looks a little bit like a goblin. Actually, no, no, no. It's it's not it's not derogatory. It's all just like perception. You know. I, I was gonna say he doesn't look that much. He just looks like a handsome young man. Yeah, yeah. They're they're good looking guys. I don't know what. Oh, actually, I did see what Michael looks like. Good looking guys. There you go. There we go. No actual hate for mm-hmm. the podcast game. There's enough. There's enough um, white people to go around for all the white <laughs> white men to go around. It's enough white men with podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, thank you again for coming on, sir. Pleasure to talk, and hopefully talk to you soon. I need a piece of this about this form.